Monday feeling. It's a little <laughs> colder this time. Technical difficulties. No one needs to see behind the curtain. I think we need to be transparent, like rice paper. Okay. Be like rice paper, my son. So, if this were in real time and you weren't listening to an actual like recording that you could push play on at any point, the show would be seven minutes late if we were live because. I had to scratch my back. No, because um, for some reason... No, no one I, wants to see that, Mark. I don't care. I don't count. I can't be funny unless I have my back scratcher, like, just so. <sighs> and what's up with the powerful pussy t-shirt? It's pussy powerful. Pussy powerful. Yeah. What's nice. up with it? It's a brand that um, is part of my, my girlfriend's... Um, Product initiatives. Oh, right on. That's one Women's of her empowerment kind of jewelry and belt buckles and stuff like that. Right on. So there's belt buckles that have this on it, but there's also fierce, like a that cat with it says no, fierce. no, you know, it's just a that it's just an oval, the one that says fierce. But they're bill big silver or alpaca. Um belt buckles could have a yoni built to bite built to bite is that what you said Jesus. no there's that horror movie that's based on that premise yeah i'm so glad we're talking about it <laughs> I, bet. I can see the joy on your face <laughs> i'll never want to have sex again watch this movie Take your husband to this movie. You'll never have to have sex again. Yeah, pubic teeth. <laughs> mm. Yeah. The death maw of creation. So do you have uh, any topics you want to start with? Other than um, technical difficulties and pussy teeth? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought I did. <laughs> They've all disappeared. But suddenly the question of why three by five cards need to come in multiple colors does it just doesn't seem as important. <laughs> uh, I'm still quarantining. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You you're 4 days in no symptoms, huh? Yeah, I don't think I have it. John t tested yesterday. He was negative. Right. I get tested tomorrow morning. <clears throat> yeah, you don't have it. I don't think so. Yeah. Other than this weird sore throat and I feel a little warm, a little headachey, and suddenly Trump is the answer to everything. <laughs> this is not funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the symptoms of COVID. <laughs> oh, I still can't believe people who don't want to get vaccinated make me upset. It's like, for God's sakes, it's their body. Why should I care? I have and, a question for you. Yeah. When we spoke last is week. Is Shempa uh, inducing? I hope. Probably. Yeah. So I think it was on our episode. I'm not sure if it was our um, production meeting or the recording, but we spoke politics a little and you were like, there's no way this guy can be in 2024. It's just, it's a fantasy. Have the results of last week's election sort of tempered that belief at all? Uh, no. Not even slightly. I watched um, the HBO documentary four hour the four, four hours at, at Nuremberg or whatever right, the right. fuck it was. Right. Um, 
And that just solidified it even more because there were Republicans on there that were saying like, yeah, Trump after that, like it's I can't I can't stand by and let someone like this try to run a coup on the United States government. Like I said, he'll probably be in jail. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, if he isn't inciting insurrection against the United States and fomenting a riot to try and stop the counting of a presidential thing. Like it's just stupid. Why do I have to get my heart rate up worrying about something that's two years away that isn't even going to happen? Like the Republicans just know better. It's kind of against a move. You know, you got to give them that. That was against a move. He is gangster. Well, yeah, but Russian gangster. That's the problem. Right. <laughs> nice. I like that. That was good. If he was just like all the rest of the Italian gangster presidents we've had, it'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Irish gangsters. and Yeah. Well, even Jack Kennedy, who was Irish, was a, a product of the Italian mob. That's true. But his dad was gangster and he was Irish. Yeah. He was big time gangster. I think on some level, the United States government is a gangster government. It always has been. I want to expound on that. Well, the imposition of forceful means of colonization. The what? The manifest destiny. Manifest destiny. Um, you know, the whole thing of the reason it was formed was we weren't supposed to have to pay taxes to the crown, right? But right. now there's this private company that mints our money. And they work with another private company to collect taxes on our income, but wages aren't actually income, right? Income is the way that money is generated from wealth and holdings. It's not labor. You're not supposed to have to pay taxes on the work you do for labor. But it, no, you know, there's a pretty solid enforcement arm there. Yeah. Right? That's true. And they put you in jail. Uh, you know, going back to the att- assault on the Capitol building on uh, January 6, 2021, there were surprisingly few police there when it all happened. And I think that the the big thing that, re- you know, one of the crimes was the delay in command and control issuing um, the National Guard. Eventually, it took the city of Washington, D.C. to come to their rescue. And that says a lot about um, Trump's culpability in that because it was his, he should have ordered that immediately once the Capitol was breached. And he, so he failed to um, protect the Capitol. I've seen video where he and his son and some close supporters are in a tent watching it go down and laughing and joking like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like the HBO documentary ought to be free. Like everyone should be able to see that. Just, it should be like a a national thing that we watch together as a country. Because once you see that, once you see all the stories from the points of view of the Capitol police and from the points of view of the rioters who went in there, and then um, now they're starting to find in the congressional investigation that there was, um, you know, actual planning that was going into it weeks beforehand. Yeah. You know, it's just it's and one of the interesting things is they impeached him for it. Hmm. And then the Republican controlled Congress failed to prosecute him. I thought, okay, I did not know he was impeached. I thought that it was stopped. It wasn't actually. Well, what happened was in the House impeached him. Wait, 
And then he was acquitted in the Senate twice. Right. And McConnell said, but we're going to make sure he answers to these transgressions. And then three weeks later, it disappeared, even less than that. Like McConnell said that, and there was no follow through at all. None. Well, there's still a bipartisan commission going through the testimony. There'll be indictments eventually. Little rat McConnell. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, those, every senator that didn't convict him is a traitor to the United States government. But by that token, I'm a traitor, too. Well, you, <laughs> like you don't have to go very far back into my history to find traitorous activity on my part. Let me just destroy the illusion, like the idea that somehow this country is based on freedom, justice, and e equality. It's fucking bullshit. Well, yes. And, and it's all an economic system. And if you got money, you're good. And if you don't have money... It's not even strictly economics. Like what I'm learning in this book I'm reading about San Francisco and what book? The, the woman, you know. Um, oh, we talked about it a few a few sessions ago. Right, right. What was it called? Fierce Compassion. Oh. Not for Donaldson. Yeah. Um, and. It's not just economics, because that the Chinese thing was just blatant racism on a federal level. You know, it was like I'd say right now. But they waited I, until the railroads were done. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, that was even. Yeah. Yeah. Once the railroad was completed, things got super ugly. I give up. I surrender to the new possibility that I could f create for myself and that together we can inspire people to remember that it's not them. It's you. You have the power. You make a daily difference in the way the you power. treat each other, the we way you show up. We make a difference. We should think for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Think for yourself. Learn to stand aside from the two-party system and who you identify with, what Super Bowl team you think you're on. I give it up, babe. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's the, my... It, it, boy, it is a real razor's edge for me because on one hand, there is an element of politics that has nothing to do with my life and the life of the general populace. And on the other hand, from my experience with CERT, the renewable energy, I don't know what you call it, mastermind group, um, I've learned that it really does matter who the leader is. It really does affect life and has long-term effects. As an example, there's a gentleman here in the Bay Area who's a friend, and he's deep in the civic policies and stuff, preparing for what he says is an inevitable flooding of the Bay Area that... You know, within 20 years, there's a solid chance Highway 37 isn't going to exist. Um, we're having a rise in the water, the sea level, that's going to affect the entire Bay Area. So, the person, if our leader at the very top is is supporting there is no issue, from my experience with CERT, that trickles down through city municipalities, you know, all the way down to the basic level. Where if you have a leader who's saying, look, there is a serious climate issue that needs to be addressed yesterday, that also trickles down throughout the government bodies. So again, the razor's edge is on one hand, I'm like, whatever. But then on the other, I'm like, well, there is impact. Yeah. And each of us matters. What we do, all of us matters. 
That that collective energy cannot be underestimated. Yeah, and the first thing is <clears throat> one's personal health, mental, physical, spiritual, mm -hmm. whatever that means to an individual. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what can you create? You know, what can you be um, a powerful force for? Yeah. It's not about opposition necessarily or resistance against, because, you know, we're all creative forces and it's, it's just, I mean, look at Greta Thunberg. She just started talking to people. Started well, I thought she up. was behind me. I started looking right? for her. And now she's got, she's got more impact, right? Right. She didn't, there was no, like, she didn't get, she, she didn't get like vetted or adorned or, you know. It just, it was because she was indomitable. And unfortunately, <clears throat> I think part of the choice, if one steps into the public eye, is you're going to get berated, ripped apart, shot down. The dark, the trolls, as we refer to them, also come out of the works. Yep. Yep. There's, and there's bots. There's ones that aren't actual humans. And then there's ones that are, you know, <laughs> paid to be uh, contrarians by opposition forces. And then there's people that take up the initiative because they identify with that particular sort of us versus them mentality. You know, it just occurred to me, I think there's a fourth, there's the people who are entertained by it. And like, did you see the movie Chef? Uh, yes. So remember the scene when at the end they're talking and the critic is like, I thought we were just having fun. You know, this is a public thing. I do this 24-7. And the chef guy was like, I thought I was just talking to you. You know? And so for the critic, he knew that this kind of firestorm of chaos is publicity and some people engage in it just sort of as entertainment and publicity. And it yeah. stimulates a really old sort of weird part of our, um, our pleasure centers. That's like sadistic, which is why people it's feel like in social media, people feel freer to say horrific stuff to each other. Right. And they're, and the shadowy sides start to come out. See, but now if we look at um, the comedic um, roast battles, and those are... Now, so I've heard some comics say, you know, it's too much. I'm not going to participate in that. But then there's other comics who revel in it, and there's an element of celebration and how dark can we go? But most people on social media aren't going for laughs. Okay. If there were, it'd be a different different game. And the deep, serious silence ensued. Right, because I'm thinking <laughs> about that element of, like, I just thought of boxing and martial arts and those kind of um, competitions where the objective is to hurt the person to literally knock them out. And, um, but it's consensual. Maybe that's an answer is that everyone engaging with social media knows that they're consenting to chaos potentially. It's like if you jump out of a plane on a, you know, random <clears throat> parachute even though it's tandem you've signed a form saying yeah i might die that's a possibility well i don't know how we went from boxing to social media to dying in a tandem uh skydiving accident but <laughs> it's the agreement of what you're partaking in well i might agree to jump and i might agree to sign the paper but i'm pretty sure i didn't agree to die it was like supposedly not going to happen that was like you knew it was a potential Right, but it's like, it's not supposed to be what happens. Right, but it's a potential. So the same with social media. You know it's a potential, 
That's but someone... I, didn't, I don't sign on the thing that says I might die or I might be canceled. Well, maybe you did. You ever read the fine print of Facebook? <laughs> oh, I'm getting so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Moped Outlaws, where once a week, Greg irks marked. <laughs> so he can feel better. <laughs> All right, I feel good about my life now. I'm glad. I'm so glad that I can help you feel better about yourself. Here's my, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that just as with all endeavors, there's an agreement of potential. Or that's the best scenario of conscious of all potentials. So when one engages in social media, you don't need to sign anything. You just know that's part of social media is the trolls. So in engaging in it, you're, in essence, agreeing for that potential to happen. <clears throat> I'd, I'd like to see your um, some links to back that up. What do you mean? Like you just said something important and uh, you know, if you think that that's actually true, you should put some footnotes in the comments so that I can actually look to at that up to prove that that's true. Well, it is true that trolls are on social media. Okay. That's true. So it's true that if you engage in social media, you might engage with trolls. It's like whitewater rafting. But but where's the proof that I agreed to it? Just by doing it, you agree to it. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's like whitewater rafting. We're going to go through rapids. It doesn't matter if you sign a paper or you say. I, I put a picture of my dog up there, right? Yeah. That's all I'm agreeing to is to share the picture of the dog. But I'm not agreeing to someone telling me that you know, the dog is fat or something like that. You are actually, that's what I'm saying. In social media, the trolls exist. Here's what I'm saying, Mark. It's like you're talking about the raft that you're going through the rapids in. And, and I'm saying there's rapids. No matter what raft you choose, a nice one, a black one with skulls, doesn't matter. There's rapids. The rife, the you, the raft may flip. You might die. That's with social media. It doesn't matter. You put a dog up there. You put you in a you know taking a big dump on a maga hat. Doesn't matter. The trolls exist. So how does that relate to politics and whether people are justified in like not being unconscious in the political sphere or? Like global warming, I, like, I don't understand ex at all how this means anything about what we were talking about. Okay, this is how it means. On one hand, what happened on January 6th was backed by the Declaration of Independence. Because it says that you have the right to overthrow the government if it no longer represents and serves you. That's not what it says. Okay, what's it say? That's After it. a long period of attempting to address the grievance. That's not what it says. Baloney. Go ahead. You're going to look it up, I'm right? I'm going to look it Declaration up. of Independence. After a long period of meditation and lighting your candles. I just happen to have a copy right here by my desk. All right. So just a second. Maybe it's in the, what's the other big document everyone talks about? You mean the Constitution? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to peacefully assemble is what it says in the First Amendment. Hold on. Hold on. Just ease up. Wait, no, I'm going back. Hold on. I have a T-shirt that has this. Just a second. Not that one. All right, it's the Declaration of Independence that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people 
to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So those people believed that their rights had been taken from them and they were in the act of abolishing the government and instituting a new government. Whitewater rafting at three. Um, you're incorrect. What? They weren't, they, they were not acting in accordance with the Declaration of Independence because the beginning talks about when it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve such political bands as have connected them with another and to assume the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station, right, to which the law of nature and nature entitles them. It goes, they have to go on to declare the causes which has impelled them to the separation, right? And then it talks about deriving their just powers from the consent, right? So what, that's kind of what you're talking about. It is the right to the people to alter or abolish it and institute a new government, right? Except that, that prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evers are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object in vices to design to reduce them under absolute despotism. Okay, so it wasn't despotism and abuses. It was an election. It was constitutionally supervised by both parties and certified by both parties. There was no cover. It was despotism. No. They believed that. Their belief does not make it so. Okay, that it's not that is not the truth. They are not covered by the Declaration of Independence. What they did was insurrection. Okay, it was not only unconstitutional and antithetical to the process of the Democratic Republic of the United States. It was a violent insurrection. Okay, that's not how we do it. All right. Okay, we declared we sent the declaration was a thing that we sent a letter to them saying, we're not going to do this anymore, right? And then they attacked us. The British attacked us. All right, this was a fair and free election. Okay, so there was, there's no coverage. Where was the letter? They should have waited for the letter before they attacked. The British attacked us, okay? Well, damn them. Mark, I hear you attempting to create, like, laws of revolution. And if they aren't followed explicitly, then it's not a real revolution. Well, it's, it is actually illegal to attempt a coup against the United States government by the way that they did it, okay? It's Every not- government has that in place whether it's a dictatorship or a democracy or an economic business, such as you stated earlier in this podcast. Are you trolling me? (laughs) Possibly. I hear that you're afraid of Trump winning the election in 2024. I don't know if afraid is the right word. Well, then how come you keep bringing it up? Because I think apathy, just like Black Lives Matter has gone to sleep, you know, predominantly in the white world. I think um, once again, the NPR fascists have gone to sleep. NPR fascists. 
All right. So there's literally 20 people in Congress investigating this thing, and they've had over 200 witnesses, and now they're getting ready to subpoena people who are dragging their feet. So there's no Nothing apathy. like a good circus here. to keep everyone appeased. <laughs> All right. Um, it, it's so fun to argue about the future because there's just no way that you can possibly convince someone not to have their opinion, right? That's what I, trolling is. <laughs> I think the elections of last week. No, no. No, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah. that's you're being fed that by media. Well, it's a fact they won. The, who won? The governor of New Jersey is still a Democrat. He won't be. No, he just he just won. I thought they he thought lost. he lost. They, right. They thought he lost, but he actually won. Right. Yeah. Oh, look, see, I'm coming. So I don't admittedly. I'm not a daily news person. New Jersey Gov News. So here's my premise. All right, so it's still in contention. But yeah, it looks like that's what's going on. All so right. here's the thing. There are massive companies that make tons of money propagating election debate and back and forth, fiery kinds of arguments like the ones we've been having, because that ups their viewership. Places like Fox, CNN, like there's whole lists of them, right? MSNBC. And so they really like to foment these ideas that scare people into thinking that so-and-so might win. And in fact, if you go back to 2015 and 2016, they gave so much free airtime to Trump precisely because it got people to watch, right? So there's a reason that people are saying like the Democrats are in trouble because it brings people scaredly to the news to pay attention just in case that so they they don't get their shit caught with their pants down or whatever. So it's but it's it's literally like stupid to think that Trump could win the presidency again after what he's done. There are just the Republicans aren't so going to nominate him. I heard the breakdown. There's one third of the Republican Party that are backing him still. Right. And there's a two thirds split between the, the the more conservative people and then the the people who are like more moderate. Right. So that's two thirds of the Republican Party who are basically being led around by their nose right now by the remnants of the Trump administration. Right. So that senator in Iowa who got on the stage saying he supports Trump and he'd be a fool if he didn't because his constituents back Trump. I'm waiting for the rest of that sentence. To me, that that is a sign of Trump is still strongly politically backed. And part of what I recall <clears throat> is how asleep at the wheel I was and we as a country were when he got elected, because we all believed it was stupid to elect this guy, and no one would. Maybe a bunch of outcasters, but they'd, you know, be a handful compared to the bucket loads that would be voting for Hillary. And then we woke up Wednesday morning with President Donald. Trump. <laughs> right. And now we have a very, very potent four year history of his ineptitude to point to and go, this guy's an idiot. It's not just a theory that he's stupid. He's actually harmful and he's harmful in the, this many ways. And we could talk about it for 365 days and talk about a new way each day. That's that's what I'm, I think we should. That's what I'm saying. I think we should. And I think we should talk about Black Lives Matter. Like these are two mm. important topics to me that we should continue to keep on the fire. 
and keep in now we're talking now and you and i are in agreement and uh, i wish it were funnier it's not funny <laughs> it's sad as fuck well you know it it's it's telling that Ahmad Arbery's jury is mostly white. It's telling that uh, this Minnesota shooter, his name begins with a K. I'm sorry, I can't remember it right now. KKK. No. Uh, he was a 17-year-old when he went and shot three people at a um, Black Lives Matter protest in, in Minnesota. Oh, is that like, oh, I don't know about this. So they formed a jury with that guy, and the judge, rather than pick 12 jurors, he said, I might pick, I'm going to keep 14 of you because we need two alternates, and you won't know who the jury is until the very end when I decide who the jury is, the final jury. And it's like, what? That is not American jurisprudence. It's like, okay, 12 jurors, two alternates. But he's like, thinks he's doing something creative by like not defining the jury. It's a, mistrial. It's a mistrial from the get-go, right? No matter what happens, it's a mistrial. Because the, the judge has superseded, it says like a jur- 12 juries of their peers, not 14, and we'll figure out who are the 12 at the end of the trial. It's That's bingo. not what I'm- <laughs> And I'm the one holding the, the ping pong ball. Right. I'll pick them. <laughs> Fuck. See, that's God bless everything that's holy. Yeah. Burn the rest. Yeah. Well, that's and- what I mean. There's so. <sighs> The chaos. That is that is maddening. That is chaos. Right. Well, hopefully that guy's getting bitch slapped. No, he's the judge. Come on. No, he gets to do it. And and he you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, that's the guy's name that's the on trial. And you know, the more I read of the evidence, I'm pretty clear, I'm pretty clear the guy's getting off on self-defense. Wow. Like there's only one where he kind of cold-blooded murdered the guy so it's mostly going to be self-defense and maybe one count of involuntary manslaughter is this the one that happened way back like at the beginning of the year or last year and it was nighttime yeah it was a kid who got brought 20 miles from his home to um a place in minnesota that i can't remember the name of and he was running around with some sort of assault rifle right as if he was supposed to be part of a, a militia to defend people. But one, he wasn't deputized. Two, there was no call for militia from the for, from the forces. So the kid had no business running around defending anything because My he wasn't deputized. was he shot and killed someone first. Then people went to stop him and he shot two more. I think that's correct. And you could see it on video. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. So <sighs> thank you for trolling me today. I needed the workout. <laughs> Obviously, I needed to get my heart rate up and breathe a little heavier and get overly excited. It's a good thing I didn't come in here with any kind of theme. It would have just really been weak and, and not gone nearly as fun as this. I'm having such a good time arguing about the future possibilities. <laughs> Of, so of, we, should be a, we should be afraid of what might happen two years from now. Remember that one guy got elected to the House of Representatives. Remember that 90s song, Future So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades? Well, now it's Future So Bright, I Gotta Throw Shade. Yeah. No, I love you. And I think really like that's the thing. I think these two conversations need to stay alive. Wow. Really? Yeah. Because Trump keep coming is up. active. It's going to be a long, boring moped outlaws ride to December 2024 because it's just going to continually be the same conversation every week. Well, this week, what we did get into the Declaration of Independence. I like that. In fact, this is a great time to make a plug for my dad. My dad, he wrote a second the Declaration, Declaration of Independence. <laughs> He, he wrote a second declaration that's all about, you know, actually notifying the government of the United States that we 
are sick and tired of their bullshit and we're going to form our own government. And you know what? I'm all behind that. In fact, if Joel went second declaration, that's all you got to Google. And there's a whole method about if America really wants to redo the Constitution, I'm I'm down. Right. I'm ready. I've even got like a whole plan myself for how to reform the, the way government works using technology to improve it. You know what's hella funny? I wrote, typed in Joel went second, and the next word that came up with Google suggestions was wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there something you want to tell us? <laughs> we did have a second wife. Did he? Yeah. My brother, um, Adam, and his sister, Gabriella are um, conceived from a different marriage. Huh. Um. <clears throat> Is it IPW web dev? No. Probably. Does it say second declaration there? Second edition published the second coming. No. Joel Wentz theory of everything emporium. No. Here, let me look it up. I'll get it. There's a YouTube. Oh God. Joe went. Joe, not Joel. Yeah, there's a, a Joel went who. Yeah, Joe Joel went was chaotic. Oh, wait, Joe Joe went suspends U.S. Senate campaign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Mark. This isn't looking very positive. Um. <clears throat> Don't just Google it. We will have a link for you in the bio. <laughs> in the <laughs> bio. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me? A brand new country. We're not going to take it. No, no we're not going to take, take it. it. We're not going to take it anymore. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. That's that's what I was going to do is quiz you about um, um, uh, classic rock. The Who. Oh, all right. You want to do that now? You got some. No. Let's end with that. Let's end on an up note. <laughs> no, fuck you. You have pissed me off today. There is no candy for you. No, Go I'd to love bed. to. I just didn't prepare. Like, I fucked up. I was supposed to, and I didn't. Uh, I, well, I had topics to talk about was COVID and our brother Sid. And, and then I was thinking last night, hey, no one entered our contest. And I went, oh, our contest didn't go live yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I'm obviously not going to find my dad's thing about the um, second declaration. Well, oh, well, email it to me and I'll save it. So that yeah, we, we can talk about it later. Uh, yeah, Speaking of crazy old men. <laughs> <laughs> the recording. Oh, do you know who Sam Harris is? Rings a bell. Oh, the guy, the actor? No, he's one of the leading atheists. I don't know. He's funny because he, he talks and lectures about atheism and the fact that this whole idea of the afterlife is a big, like, shempa. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's interesting about him is he's a 30-year practicing Buddhist. And so he goes to these atheist concerts. Uh, concerts. <laughs> oh, is that the one with the red hats and it says, make America great again? No. Those are not atheists, let me tell you. God thinks they are. God thinks they're atheists? Um, am I talking to God right now? Because there's a few things I want to go over. <laughs> like this fucker I partnered with. How did that happen, God? Oh, I got no complaints about that. There's <laughs> there's plenty of spice in that stew. I'll I'll take it just the way it is. Alright. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <clears throat> To well, Sam Harris, 
Yeah, he 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 talked about um this amazing thing where he was at a conference for 4000 Australian atheists and he said he was talking about how we have um death causes a lot of irrationality in our culture because people don't want to accept it and so if someone comes along and tells them a story about what happens after death like, you know, this or that thing, right? That we will tend to want to buy into it because it's like <clears throat> so much easier than facing the sort of, uh, void you know, nothingness, the void, right? And that, that causes anxiety and fear. And, and, and he, he's like, but it doesn't have to be that way, right? We can, we can really just sink into the moment and be here now instead of projecting our fear into the future. Right. Do you recognize a theme here, Greg? <laughs> anyway, so what he did with this conference was he asked people, he said, let's, I want to do a quick experiment with you. So he says, all right, everyone just close your eyes. And now take a deep breath and, and take another one and just notice where you feel the breathing. Do you feel it coming in your nose? Do you feel it in your chest and your belly where your diaphragm is? Now notice yourself sitting and where you feel your weight in the chair, maybe your back against the chair. And then just start to feel like your extremities. Like maybe your knee hurts or you can feel your feet on the ground or you can feel your hands on your thighs and just let the breath now just do its thing on its own. But pay attention now to, you know, what you notice in your body. And then can you, then can you feel your hands? Like what are your, what does it feel? What are you feeling tactily with your hands? Can you actually feel the shape of your hands? Your hands don't tell you what they're shaped like when you have your eyes closed. You just feel them, right? And he just goes through this thing. And for five minutes, he's dropping people into this thing. And at the, at the last minute or so of it, he's all, now just notice the part of you that's thinking. Right? Notice that there's this thinking happening. Right? And... <clears throat> All right. And then he wakes him up and he says, so, you know, there really isn't what we think there is. We just have the thinker. We just have these, we think these things and God, I'm doing a horrible job of this. Sam, if you're listening, sorry, buddy. As if he'd listen to us. Um, I think I'll go listen to us moped outlaws and get away from all this heavy duty thinking stuff. I mean, those guys are funny, right? They don't, they don't talk about politics or anything. Do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. So he, he goes on to tell them that um, these concepts that we have of the future in the past and even the now are not what we think they are. And even the idea that there's this universal now where at this moment, everywhere in the universe, it's like this constant time because it's not, it's not happening like that at, you know, a hundred light years away that it's, it's totally different time, time, space, continuum stuff. And then he says, and, and I apologize to all of you for just taking you through a mindfulness exercise Right. And he sort of tricked them into this. Uh, and he says, it's, what's really happening with humanity is this idea of consciousness. Right. And if we just lean into that and start to pay attention to what we think and feel and how we interact with each other in the moment, there's so much more that's available to us that's rich instead of being distracted by our phones. And like, and he even says, like, we're never. Like, it's not going to happen that we get the singularity and that we're going to be able to upload our consciousness into some thing when we die. Like, none of these things are actually within the realm of probability. And so you spend your life worrying about what's going to happen when you die. <clears throat> and you're wasting all this time worrying about the future and you're missing out on all this opportunity to be super present to yourself. 
And I, I, for the first time in my life, I started to think about how uh, a mutual friend of ours, who will refer to him in this case as Ubenza, has had a similar kind of viewpoint, right? And I've been one of the ones that's like super like, no, there's a God. And like, I know them, right? I can feel <laughs> them. <laughs> right? And um, they tell me to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a different thing. Greg, we 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 should go see our friend again. I'll take you to to that special place where they have the nice jackets for you. <laughs> the Church of Greg. Special anyway, jackets. So what I thought was, well, yeah, like I love the idea of spiritualism and this idea of the occult and karma and multiple lives and. You know, like for me, I've reached the point in my life where, you know, Buddha, Jehovah, Yoda, Allah, they all blend into this one thing. And uh, to me, that's the all. It's the the hyper super consciousness that created everything and that everything is, you know, a consciousness that arises out of the creator. Right. And all of these religions are just trying to prove or give us a sense of how that works when we have very little way of actually knowing it with, with any tangible reality, right? But mindfulness meditation is one of the quickest ways to just ground in the real lived experience of your own humanity. And even Buddhists say, we're not a religion. We're not asking you to believe in afterlives or any of that. It's like, it's really just about being present to the reduction of human suffering. And so this guy, Sam Harris talks about how, well, the quickest and best way to reduce suffering is to stop anxiously worrying about what happens when we die and just accept that, that, you know, life is finite and that how we treat each other right now is the most potent way to make that the best option. Right. And, but we're, we got literally have people running around in tribes trying to say that their God is the best God and that we should live this way according. And it's, and it was so profound and for it to be in the context of atheism really just proved to me that yes, there is a God because even atheism is, Oh, Greg just wants to end the show. He's like, he's giving us the cut sign. So he, he like, he tortured me with the whole Trump thing. So I'm just continue to drag the show on and on. Like I've seen some guys on clubhouse, like do 24 hour clubhouses. I'm kind of checking in like what, how long will it be before Greg just finally just checks out? And, and now here's the thing though. He posts all of the shows, so it doesn't really matter how long I go without him. He'll just cut it down to the point where he said cut and insert the little soundbite because we don't actually use the soundbite from the Zoom recording because that, that doesn't happen in the recording. We have to actually implant it in at the end of the show. And Lord knows, Greg works so hard. It's really hard to drop in the beginning bumper and the end bumper and then EQ the whole thing and post it. And, you know, his time is super valuable. And I know we're coming up on one minute left in the hour. So I want to make sure that you guys all get the best value for this podcast, that your moped of life doesn't run out of gas before you get to your next joke and the next moment of humor. I show up every day with a pussy powerful shirt on ready to rock your socks off, baby. Recording stopped.